And so trigger warnings can also kind of be dangerous yeah. for that reason. Can I tell a story? Okay. The story I would like to tell okay. is of a little device. So remember the, um, of course you do, because we've actually already had this conversation, but I'm going to pretend to talk to you like we haven't had this conversation already. <laughs> sure. um, okay. So you remember the iPod shuffles, right? Of course. No screen, little square. Mm-hmm. Little, I can't clippies. really make it square. Yeah, the little clippies. Yeah. Um, an absolute feat of MP3 player. Yeah. Like yeah. Those things were sturdy as hell. Sturdy as hell. Get and also up. at the time they were like very... Uh, there's like revolutionary yeah. technology. Had a good charge. Mm-hmm. Held, held a lot of songs. Yes. You could shuffle through playlists. Like really, what more? The did, initial did you want? ones too. It's so funny to think that you couldn't like select something. You could only like oh. shuffle through everything. Basically. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah. that being like a drawback. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It um, uh, had the next and the previous buttons. Yeah, there. and the headphone jack was the way that you charged it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's so crazy to me now when devices. Because I used to be such a, uh, is it 2.5 or 3.5 millimeter jack person? The little AC ones? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when phones started getting rid of them to go to yes. everything. Bluetooth, I, yeah. had, I had wired headphones for a really long time. I did too. Literally um, up until recently. So anyways, so of course, fast forward to 2024. Yeah. And I cannot, for the life of me, find any device that I can that doesn't have a screen, is tiny, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and doesn't require service. Yeah. So that I can go on runs. And so we finally found this product called the Mighty. Yeah. Um, that seemed like it was gonna work. Yeah, it's like 140 bucks. All the reviews bucks. are really good. All the reviews were great, awesome. I was like, wow, this is exactly this is an iPod Shuffle. Yeah. I just wanted it because we already pay for Spotify. Yes. So I want it to just be something that works. <clears throat> yeah. With Spotify, I just want to download Spotify. To because like to buy an old iPod Shuffle and then have to use Apple Music or whatever is just like very. Well, exactly. Redownload or buy the song or. You yeah, know, or it's pirate just like a them whole or whatever. Thing. Yeah, um, and I still have I still have our shuffle. I have like eighteen iPods. Yeah, still. my old iPod Nano. Yeah, and yeah. I have a shuffle. Mm-hmm. I have like yeah. Um, we have yeah. a graveyard of them, but you we know, do. anyways, it's still more of an investment. And if I'm already yeah. paying for Spotify, let me just get the thing, download yes. the songs offline. Also, this is a thing that you should be able to. This to is a buy. thing you should be able to do in the year 2024. It's a thing that should exist. Absolutely. So, um, I don't have a smartwatch. I don't really like wearing watches normally. Fair and stuff, but also like smartwatches are crazy expensive. Yeah, standalone. Kind of so anyways, especially the running ones. So I buy this. So we buy the Mighty. I get yeah. a playlist on there. I make a little new little 10k playlist. Awesome love it fun yeah um and you know so i'm running and i have a thing even when we drive i don't know if anyone else is like this but if we Mm. drive somewhere or we're going on a trip or something i do my best to make a square oh no that makes total sense yeah like like if we're gonna go to the store like i want to make a rectangle if i want to go for a run i don't want to run the same area twice yes yeah that makes so much sense okay yeah especially as a person who grew up doing cross country that this is why i like hesitated in high school about track Uh and field because everybody was like oh you know like you would be so good at like 100 meter dash or whatever and i was like that's stupid it's boring i don't want to run in a fucking circle or i like the scenery exactly yes i want to go explore i really um so when i go on longer runs obviously Mm -hmm. i end up in the desert because we live in the desert very Mm -hmm. much out in the middle of nowhere yes and so i have no phone on me or anything either so it's like this device is really cool in the sense that like so there's an app on your phone of course yeah um and you sync it you play it you sync your playlists good to go turn it off take it away get off bluetooth you're good to go yeah you can only sync your bluetooth headphones though through the app that's a little frustrating yes so the scary thing is if anything does disconnect while you're running you're fucked yeah so anyway so i take it out for the first time i just (laughs) put all the playlists on there it says you have 30 days or a a sync lasts 30 days okay 
Easy peasy. So I'm sure. taking it for the first day. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go do the longest run possible. And so I get out. I'm in the desert portion of my run. Yeah. And all it goes, beep boop. And it says, uh, Mighty has been disconnected. Keep in mind, I have like three miles left. Yeah. On so my run. A, also, I want to point out for our yeah. listeners who are not familiar uh, with the way that you do things and like how you like running. Um, the reason that we started looking into this in the first place is because you do have like workout shorts. Oh, the that have like shorts. A, it a has phone. like a pocket. Yeah, like the You built put your in. phone in. Yeah. Much, much like uh, yoga pants exactly and, and other like, you know, yes. um, they have the pockets on the side. But the problem is that your phone is actually quite heavy. I love the pixels, but like... Why does it need to be? It's pretty it doesn't large. Need to be, and it's heavy, and it's yeah, heavy and it's, it's dense, a, it's and I a like dense it. Little bit. And obviously, I take the case off and everything too. No, of course. But like, I have sense, I have sensey little hips and yeah. sensey little knees. Well, and it's also frustrating to have stuff like dragging on you. Oh, totally. I have the same frustration. I have like pants that I can wear to run. Of course. And like oh. yoga pants that are just like like these are just like. For lounging yeah. because if they aren't tight enough then like first of all they'll roll down as yes. a fat person which is the bane of my existence but also they drag and then so you're like pulling up your pants while you're trying to run and it's very frustrating well and this is so only just, further just a quick addendum that's also why this is relevant and this is also further exacerbated by the fact that yeah. my i buy i wear the same i know this gonna sound gross but i wear the same pair of compression shorts and they're starting to get worn out when I go on longer runs, not like you like you wash them in between. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, you you, I, you wear them once and you flip them inside out. No, and then, stop it! You do not wear them inside out. Yeah, because you can get two uses out of your underwear. Stop! That's not funny. Take that back right now. I don't mean it. Okay. I'm just fucking. I'm just getting your <laughs> yeah, goat. I'm just getting your goat. <laughs> We're getting a divorce over that. If that was honestly though, respect. That's I would. Gross. That would be a power move. Ew. That would actually be a power. Also, move. Also, I was so confused because I was like, "How are you not stinky?" Well, I am stinky after I run, so you wouldn't know. It's all masked. Gross. But no, anyways. But the thing is, so I bought a new pair, a new yes. set of them. Yeah. And they changed the material or something. Like, mm -hmm. I bought the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's different. Oh, your compression shorts? Yes. Yeah, they're and they're different, the and they don't compress as much. And I am so hyper aware yeah. of having plumber's crack. And so sometimes when I run, because my <laughs> phone is heavy. You do a long butt crack. I know, and I'm, I, that's <laughs> why I think I'm hyper aware of it, because you've drawn attention to it. So I am always... Anyways, moving on. I don't actually. I don't think I actually do. I mostly just say it to get your goat now. And I think, but it's like, <laughs> but like that's a real thing. But also, as a person with a really short butt crack, I just think you do have a short butt crack. You have like Lego. Yeah, I got little little yeah. Lego butt. I have I have little tiny frog butt. But anyway, so yeah, so all of these things together. So I was like, yeah. wow, what a fun, great little device. Yes. That I can hold on my music. I don't need to have my phone on me, and it disconnects halfway through my With run. Three miles to go. Oh, a rage! So, as I have never. So tell I have everybody never, what you did. I ran it. I finished it. You finished your I did 10K. it. I did my run. I did you my run. So I raw dogged the whole thing. With only your thoughts. Oh my God. Company. And I hate it. But you know what's so funny though? I, for as mean as I am to myself, I was like, Aaron, you're doing so great. Like you're Aww. like, this is not even, there's like, this Wait, is not the I first time you did that. Oh, I didn't tell you that? That's so sweet. Well, after I got over the being mad part and I said, because if you go home, because I was like, there were places where I could, I could ditch fair. ditch the route and go yeah, back home. Sure. And I was like, you're just going to be mad. And I was like, don't let that little device beat you. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be your mm -hmm. downfall. And so I, I was like, Proud so, the word, I was like, so disappointed though. Cause I was like, finally yeah. I get this cool thing. It's light. <laughs> it's doing exactly what I want. Also, it played the music way oh, louder no. through my headphones. Oh, I don't know if that's like placebo or not. Huh. But anyways, so all the reviews on Amazon for this device, amazing, mm -hmm. are fantastic. Yeah. As soon but as you go to the app, app store. 
I could not get it. I I, I did a factory reset like 16 times. Yeah. I tried to get my playlist to sync. Baby, and I went on another run. Inter- like nobody's I know, but I wanted it to you. work so badly. I know you did. So badly. I if know you, guys, you did. I was looking at the Garmin watches and stuff. If anyone yeah. runs and has like a device yeah. where they don't have to bring their phone, Give us please let me know. Please let me know. Also, because... though, this did bring up an interesting thought, though, while I was running. <laughs> if anything happened to me while I'm in the desert portion of my run. <sighs> yeah. Fucked. Punky, don't say stuff like that to me because I already think about this. Is why I tell you that you need to take your driver's license with you when you go running. I never do. Yeah, that's what my teeth are you for. Need, no, no. Nothing's gonna. I'm I'm fast as lightning. That's no one, not true. But also, we do need to figure out a way for you to contact me, especially if you're gonna do longer runs and like start training for half marathons yeah. and stuff. Because if you do ever need to be picked up, then like how am I to know? One of the po- one of the w- places we run or whatever, I think has phone booths. That's weird as fuck. Also, is this so funny? The phone thing. Oh, has yes. anyone ever asked their younger like, especially their... like really young Gen Z people or Gen Alpha people? They ask them to like imitate with your hand a phone call, and they'll go like this. <laughs> but like as a millennial, I'm like, this is a phone. But it's because um, we're used to like the. Speaking of phones, huh? that's what I also wanted to ask you. We had a fun conversation the other day of, yeah. and I wanted to play a little game. Okay. If you're down. Sure. Okay. Are we the, still talking about what we're planning to talk about today? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I just thought this was a fun conversation okay. for our friends who aren't from the U.S. Sure. And what would you do before you called an ambulance? Oh, literally anything. I know. And this, we were... Ha- my... Okay, yeah. Actually, this is a, a relevant conversation because my uh, healing journey with my breast reduction has been a little bit complicated as of late. Of course. Um, Not and of course, I was yeah. talking with my best friend about it who, you know, I was like just relaying some of what had happened and I was like stressed and a little anxious about it obviously and I was waiting to hear back from my surgeon's office my friend was like oh my god like do you need to go to the emergency room like Jesus like at what point do you call an ambulance and I was like no 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 listen to me like not only just like in the current state of things but also with my specific health insurance I would literally drag myself to the hospital on hands and knees (laughs) before I called an ambulance I would ride a skateboard I would take an Uber (laughs) I would would ride on the back of an ice cream truck. I would take an Uber where they talk to you the whole time. Yes, yes. I would prefer an Uber (laughs) with the chatty Cathy setting on. Converse with you the whole time. Yes. So I'm not saying there should be an option where you put a silent ride. No, you can. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. I have it turned on on mine because I hate talking. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's like a thing. Under five, mine a preference, probably. I'm a chatty Cathy though. Sometimes, sometimes I don't mind. It really depends on what the what the mood is. You love to chit chat. Um, yeah, no, but like just about any vehicle of transportation, Anything. I would choose over an ambulance. I think I would sooner walk. It costs several thousands of dollars. Oh, just to like to have them an come. Yeah. And also the other thing that's important uh, to note here is that an ambulance is not a guaranteed entrance into the emergency department. Wait, really? Um, in the sense that like you're still getting triaged with everybody else, right? Oh, so, yeah, like, that's the thing we talk if, about. All the t- yeah. If you if you call an ambulance to take you to the emergency room and like you know upon your arrival they determine that like what you're experiencing is not actually emergent enough to yeah. like jump the line you get dumped in the waiting room with everybody else so you, so you spent thousands oh. of dollars to take an ambulance to sit in the waiting room yeah. with a bunch of other schmucks who are also waiting their turn just absolutely not they no an no ambulance no. uber i mean i think that's like medical taxis oh, and stuff right is that a thing 
Yeah, yeah you can is, hire sure. like is it called like livery service or something? There's like oh. like medical taxis and like people yeah, will yeah. take you to and from yeah, your appointments. Yeah, 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 it is. No, it definitely. I think is. it's like a thing you have to qualify for with your insurance or something. Oh, okay. Can I always see those marked on vehicles? Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, thanks for playing. Uh, yeah, that's a, a fun little game for those of you who are not in the United States or just basically don't have um what or do, do have socialized <laughs> healthcare. Um, we don't. So what a treat. We're not doing that. That said. Do you want to talk about what, are we what talking we're talking about, about today? Um, we have some fun hot takes today. Right? I found some. You farmed some. I farmed some. Um, but I also decided it would be fun if we asked our Discord server. Oh my gosh, did they respond? Oh yeah. Shout out to all of our patrons, by the way. Always um, and thank you. And those of you who are on our Discord server, y'all are the best. And I'm actually really excited because we good. have a lot to get through. So. Are we going to try and get through all of these today or is this going to be like a multiple party? Well, think? a lot of them repeat. Okay. There's there's like a fair amount of overlap, especially in the Discord. Um, a lot of the responses from folks are either very similar or um, I, like echoing notice, each other's sentiments. Yeah. So I think that will uh, help cut down. I cannot wait to see which ones you find from the Discord. Because I feel like some of mine are yeah. like go from like rancid to like, okay, obviously like... Oh, you have some rancid ones? I feel like I do, Ooh, yeah. Oh, fun. Okay, wait. I can't wait. Okay. Mental health has become commercialized. Oh yeah, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I don't think that's a hot take at all either. I no, think I mean that's like, true. I think too, especially like between like watching the Kardashians and like generally like movies and TVs yeah. and stuff like popular media. Yeah. I feel like also I feel like the word anxiety. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else that was popular in the past or like. Well, and I think also in the sense that like being able to care for your mental health is now a commercial yeah. product. Yeah. You know? Like with like, apps and stuff? Or... Well, yeah. I mean, like, BetterHelp is a multi-million dollar company oh, that's mining yeah. people's data and, like, all of this stuff, yeah. right? And, like, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> like, there really is not an easy entry point now to yeah. care for your mental health or to receive therapy. It doesn't require a relatively significant financial investment up front. Oh, like at all. Yeah. You know, like there are grant funded programs and, you know, low cost options and yeah. uh, sliding fee scale, stuff like that. But those are also getting uh, overrun right now because everybody is in need, you know? I feel like, too, so it's like, like an awareness thing, too. Yeah. In a sense, like, I think, which obviously is a good thing. Well, yeah, um, yeah. But there's like pros and cons yeah. to that. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's the hot take. Like, wait, pros and cons to what? Or like. To there being an increased awareness about mental health and mental illness. Yeah. We, I think I have that one on here too. Do you? Okay, I'll I'll reserve my thoughts until we talk about that. Don't yell at me in the comments. We're gonna talk about it. It's a nuanced issue. Everything, yes. It's okay. a nuanced issue. Do you want to share one of yours? Yes. Okay. Also, I want to be clear. Like so many of you responded. Like there's literally hundreds of these. I thought it was gonna be like two um, people. I would. I been, did too. I would have been so wrong. Sometimes I'm like, do I even own this server? Because I'll post <laughs> stuff and it's just like crickets. And then sometimes I post stuff and people are like on it. Um, so just like fair warning, um, we might not get to everybody's, um, but I do love you all the most Thankfully, for responding. we can always do another episode. That's true. I did also ask everybody in the Discord to let me know if they were okay with me using their name and identifying them I also. Saw that, yes. So this is a good one. This person did not specify whether I can use their name or not. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to. However, uh, one of their hot takes was, I hate that the education required to become a therapist is so gatekept. As a result, we have oh. so few trans BIPOC therapists and white people can continue to dominate the field. If I could share everything I've learned with my community, I would. And quite honestly, I do. Not wrong. I resonate with that a lot, yeah, honestly. honestly. This is also why I talked about um, in our New Year's episode, wanting to shift into a more 
like supervisory oh, role yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like training other therapists or like helping people to finish their uh, independent licensure Degrees. hours and stuff. Yeah. Um, or, because yeah, that is really true. And like finding a good supervisor is really hard and finding people Clearly. who are like speaking truthfully about the like, you know, complex and intersectional issues of therapy is like yeah. not as common as you would think there's a lot of people who have been oh. in the field for years and years and years oh. and are just like parroting the same stuff that they learned Saying in grad school shit. 40 years ago uh, yes. and like you know not honoring that the practice has and should evolve yeah which irritates the fuck out of me i think it's so crazy to think too like kind of once you get your degree like you're kind of scot-free yeah, which is crazy. Other than CEUs. CEUs, yeah. Yeah, but I mean like license. but you can like very much like There's bullshit. a lot of people rest on their that rest on their laurels. laurels. Yeah. yeah. What a fun word. I know. Um, but yeah, um the other thing too about that is that like going to college in and of itself is oh. like such a difficult thing to accomplish like not only logistically but also financially. Yeah. You know? Like realistically the people who can afford to go to college are people who are already oh, relatively course. privileged. Yeah, you know, of course. Which sucks. Actually, that like dovetails perfectly into another one I found, which actually kind of is. Ooh, fun. It's kind of like, yeah, right in the same, like the theme. Most of what therapists are taught in school are impractical and almost impossible to effectively employ if your client isn't fairly privileged, motivated, and isn't encumbered, encumbered by insurance rules. Yeah. That's not a hot take at all, in my I think, opinion. Yeah, honestly, I know. I know some therapists will probably disagree with that, but like, I, but I don't think that's wrong, really though, care. like the ability for people to make change. But also, too, can I just tell you, when I was an intern and learning how to be a therapist at like a community mental health agency, yeah. the amount of, of staff, like not even just therapists, but like even other staff members in that agency yeah. that complained about uh, clients who were on Medicaid or clients that were receiving well, like, social assistance them? and all those things. Well, they would complain because that population uh like the the like word on the street was that that population would cancel their appointments a lot um okay well how does that okay. it was like a topic of conversation um at interns because obviously as an intern you're trying to get clinical hours under your belt of course yeah. and so they would like caution you to like steal yourself for a lot of your clients canceling on you last minute oh. or no showing and meaning then that you might have to like stay extra hours or like work a Saturday or something oh. because you Can might not get up? the, like if you schedule exactly the amount of hours that you need for this week, you might not get all of those probably. So they're trying to encourage you to schedule more. Yeah. Because in, in, to offset yeah, them. because the like rumor was that those clients would cancel. And at the time I didn't know anything. And I was just like, that's like kind of a weird thing to say. Right. Yeah. But like, as I matured as a clinician and had more conversations about it, um, it became clear that that's like stereotype of that, that population. Did that, did that end up being the case or no? Yeah, I, I mean, like sort of. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's like a more common issue for like uh, Medicaid clients or like people who had. Uh, Why like, is that? Or because those people um, don't have the luxury of saying, "I'm just going to hire a last minute babysitter oh, when my child care falls like through," work, or, or like, "I got called in for an extra shift and I can't afford to not oh, go." Okay, right? Okay, or yeah. we straight up don't have transportation to your agency because the bus line is late, or because my ride canceled on me, so yeah. I literally cannot get there today. It it very much feels like the like. When you ascribe something or mm -hmm. you assume, yes, like oh, they must just not want to be in therapy. Yes. They don't want to like, be here. No, yeah, no, that's not true at all. Yeah, that's really shitty. It's because being in poverty, no, first literally. of all, is like a, a 
complicator for your mental health, oh, right? Yeah. Like that's going to do a number. How could it not? Um, but also it makes it more difficult for you to access services Yeah, because like the traditional hours that therapy agencies are open even is like the oh, hours that people are at work. No, I, I never understood you know? that too. I'm not saying like people should work. I know. I know and I know you offered later uh-huh. services. And you you used to work later, later. Yeah. But yeah, it's just wild to me. Like how like the it's only difficult. people, like it's obvious and the only people who would be able to make the time for that would be people who yes. don't work regular or who can take time off yeah. and like who can afford to do that you know yeah. when you're like, or like have you a bunch have of competing financial responsibilities or a schedule that's not flexible yes or that is flexible that you're able to yes we work that. for yourself yeah. or yeah have that leeway yeah yeah i don't think that's a hot take at all personally no, honestly do you want to find another one? Oh yes i love this uh leah said i can use her name um <laughs> so this is from leah on the discord she said my hot take it matters more who your therapist is as a person than what kind of credentials they have oh my god i found i have one that's like exactly almost really? the same yeah you she want said, to read mine too yeah she said oh, you, you can have all the credentials in the world but if we don't click on a human level i'm getting nothing out of therapy with you yes. a therapist with good credentials that you don't click with is no better than a random person on the street that you might click with don't go up to people on the street yes no yeah i I found one that said too to get the most out of therapy the client should always like the therapist they're working with yes and that was from a therapist i wholeheartedly fucking believe i think it makes so much sense though yeah yes no talk to me talk to me about it um the thing this is why too it cracks me up when people leave me hate comments about how like i would never work with a therapist like you and like good we wouldn't fucking work it (laughs) you wouldn't wouldn't get shit on us anyways a good fit and that's fine right because like the work that i'm doing both as a content creator and as a clinician yeah. is not to be likable or to be everyone's therapist no. also, it's to like literally but it's to provide representation for like a section of therapy so that doesn't often see. get spoken about yes. right like especially like somebody like me who's a potty mouth who's kind of vulgar who's like very aggressive in my communication yes. style i just don't vibe with a therapist who's going to be like very quiet very calm, very buttoned up and doing like the blank slate therapist thing. I don't relate to you at all. And also I don't trust your ass. I don't trust your ass one bit because you're not being a human here. And yeah. so I'm not going to tell you about how I had a meltdown and put my ass all in the street earlier this week yeah. when you look like you're going to go like cross stitch a pillow after this. Oh and like, God. I respect that. Right. Cause like there are people who need those therapists, right? Of course. That's why there are people exist. who yeah. benefit from that. And like, that's yeah. important and that's great. But like we as people should find a therapist who like fits with us and like makes sense with our I- personality it's the same thing with i feel like with content creators and stuff too yes. and like of course you're going to gravitate towards people that yes. look like you and sound are like, like you, you talk like you yes. have similar interests yes I it's like forming a, a digital yeah, like a parasocial friend i i think it's so funny and we won't name any names but there's certain people um <laughs> uh, who make content and you're like yeah. who is your audience yes who like is this who for? is this truly who are you making this it's so content confusing for? Yeah, I feel it's that. just so but, boring and bland. And <laughs> but no, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and I yeah. think that's also my number one tip uh, in terms okay. of finding a therapist that you'll have a lasting oh, yes. relationship yeah. with is, is to like ask yourself the question: like, does this person seem like a good fit for my personality? Like, yeah. do I trust them? Like, is this a person that I, I would like, you know, want to sit and like have a chit chat at a coffee shop with? Or, you know, yeah, no, honestly, because like, like even too- the, the I know it's sort of like a Republican trope, but like, would I have a beer with them? thing like, I know, but also it's I don't not disagree. a bad question yeah. to ask though no honestly you know? i feel like back before that wouldn't be such a bad thing now but mm-hmm. like just because mm-hmm. it's a republican code i'm like ew gross i hate mm-hmm. it <laughs> okay here's like an actual i think an actual hot take oh god okay trigger and content warnings don't actually help people not get triggered by content <laughs> 
What are your thoughts? Hey, okay, listen, this is going to be the topic of a whole main channel video because it's okay. a nuanced issue, right? Mm -hmm. Don't yell at me in the comment section. Or you can, honestly, if you want, whatever. But I, it's complex because yeah. there is competing research about the issue, first of all. Um, but I think it's also dependent on like audience and context, right? Oh, totally, of Do course. you have thoughts about this as like a non-therapy person? I think first of all? it's interesting um, I love the community we built and everything, and it's yeah, so course. interesting the way how mature yeah. our chat functions. I feel like, yeah. and our community. I would say so it feels very adult. I think. Yes, it does yeah. feel very adult. And yeah. then to like when you step out of that into other <laughs> other live sections stream, of the internet, streamer yes. areas, um, yeah. and you're just like, oh my god, uh -huh. like it feels very like, like you're teenage in, boy. It feels like we have like Barbie Land over here. Yes, and then like oh my god, Kendom, Kendom's just like all around us. Yes. Yeah, I just kind of feel um, that way, and it's just like what is going on mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i think because that's kind of an interesting point too about how like the internet at large is like generally speaking not a safe place right i would and say this so is, yeah the, i mean like it is but it isn't it isn't it in isn't. the sense of like it, it's unpredictable right absolutely yes um and i think that's part of the issue with trigger warnings yeah. and like especially the um fixation that some folks have with trigger oh, warnings agreed. right yes because this is why i said it's a nuanced and complex issue in some cases trigger warnings are like the vehicle by which people avoid further harm right and it's Absolutely. like important and necessary and that's why we include them on on mm -hmm. most of our content however there is a point at which i think the trigger warnings start to become more theater than they are actual like harm reduction agreed you know what i'm saying um and i think also it the thing that's important to remember about triggers like as a clinician um i wish people would be more aware of the fact yeah. that triggers are not something that we should put like a barbed wire fence and an alarm around to, gonna, and then just yeah. like never look at them or talk about them exactly again, right yes. like triggers it's like a very like therapeutic cliche but like triggers are like a message about further healing that we have to do right and so done. like trigger warnings are helpful and kind and an act of compassion for people who I are still is, in yeah. process right and also sometimes the discourse around trigger warnings becomes, well, you know, if you don't include every possible trigger or content warning yes. about any particular topic that could be triggering to someone, then you're being unkind. You're yes. being anti-mental health, right? And like, that's not necessarily true. No, honestly. Especially because triggers are very specific to a person sometimes. Of course, of course. Um, like for the longest time, one of my triggers about a trauma that happened to me in college was a a song it was a, a song that was on the billboard hot 100 yeah and so i would just be like walking around and hear this song and it would like obviously be activating to of me course. but like what i mean when i say that sometimes the discourse becomes very about like like mental health theater and like, like kind of performative is, is that like if I behaved that way, I would have been like, like wagging my finger at shop owners being like, how dare you play this song? Like, don't you no, know, this is exactly. one of my triggers. Yes. And like, how would no. they know that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. And like, also it's my work to further heal around that yes. issue. Right. Like again, trigger warnings, I think are necessary, um, in some context they are kind, and they're ultimately. helpful yeah. also. Ultimately the goal is to work past that to the point where that trigger is no longer quite as activating, yeah. you know? To me, they they um like the PG thirteen, the rated R, yes. like what the subject matter yeah, of yeah. this media will be, like things that are like less niche. 
Yes. And things that will like definitely affect. Yes. Like it's, and also obviously like very graphic or yes, specific like descriptions like of yes, things. Of yeah. The thing that frustrates me sometimes about triggers is that like, you know, we'll make a video about something that like in the title, in the thumbnail, in the description, there's like an obvious reference to like the type of content yes, that's being made. Yes. And if you know that that's a trigger for you, it's being presented like from the outset. Yeah. And then we'll get comments sometimes from people being like, you know, you didn't give a specific trigger warning for this very niche and specific uh word or phrase or like thing that you use and like i have sensitivities around this issue and like but it was like in the title and the thumbnail (laughs) i'm saying like that kind of stuff just starts to feel a little bit like okay Okay. right like because again the the thing that's important to remember about triggers is that they're a message for us about our healing um and ultimately like they, we don't want them to become a way that we try to police other people yes. because the world is so unpredictable, right? Like the internet at large, like we have, I, th- I think in our space, we've created a somewhat safe community. I feel like everyone's right? on the same page. But Absolutely. also like, again, it's important to remember that like once you step outside of that, like you have very little control yes. over the information that's like just existing Everywhere in the else. ether. Yeah. yeah. And so like, again, trigger warnings are kind and helpful, but I also don't want people to like, depend on them as their only means of safety because you can't rely on strangers to be doing that work for you yeah it feels like the importance of like not being able to text your therapist whenever you want yes yeah yeah i feel like it's like talk therapy outpatient therapy is not crisis therapy and like that those aren't the same no they're not yeah i think um something else that i am going to try and not lose the thought it's like the bad faith thing or acting in good faith oh yes yes like yeah if a content creator Typically, like when people nitpick at you about stuff. Do you want me yeah, to just, help clarify for yeah, you? A yeah, yeah, clarify, bit? clarify. Um, what Aaron's referring to is a TikTok that we saw a while ago about someone critiquing the sort of chronically online take. Yeah. That anytime someone uh, says something that is like, you know, triggering or hurtful or whatever, that it's always presented in bad faith. Yes. Um, especially because like the sort of chronically online thing has become very specific, right? Where like if I say, um, you know, parents uh are good for you know like children having parents is good for their development yes right generally someone someone could say well what about me i didn't have parents i only had grandparents and like how dare you say this because you're erasing my experience exactly like literally no no. that's not that's not (laughs) that's that's not what that's the thing where like you're assuming that this content creator provided that statement in bad faith when actually what it was is just like a shortened and minimized version of like the fuller more fleshed out statement which is that primary caregivers um attached adults are good for kids (laughs) development but just because i didn't take the time to go children need attached adults primary caregivers people who care about them them, someone to provide them with the care and compassion and then service that they need to meet all of their uh, activities of daily living doesn't mean that i'm erasing the fact that people are raised by aunts or parents you know parents or grandparents yeah trusted family chosen family like all that kind of stuff right and so like trigger warnings can kind of feel like that sometimes a little bit where like if you don't again if you don't like niche down into these very hyper specific terms that sometimes people in this like state of activation likely because they're being triggered um sometimes like point this finger at you as though you did that in bad faith which like doesn't feel true and is also a little bit frustrating sometimes because again there's like contentious research about whether or not trigger warnings are actually effective for all yeah. people anyways because well, i feel like too, it turns into like the cognitive bias thing too where like when you are looking to buy a new car 
or you just oh, bought a new car yes and you're like yeah, oh my god now the i see that car bias I see it. Or, is that what i was thinking yeah, yeah. Um, you're like oh my god i see this car everywhere yes like i feel everybody like everybody has one and like yes. no it's just because your brain was primed yes. to look for so it I feel so like it's the trigger warning now. too now you're like when you're yes. like hyper aware like we yeah. always joke that like we could talk about any subject mm-hmm. up here yeah um and there is always someone who is an expert a yes. master yes has well, like because everybody has their thing yes, right yeah has everybody has their like their life. area of interest exactly yeah who will be like actually yes and like that's perfectly fine yeah but like that's not but it's the thing though is like the assuming that it's in bad faith thing, yes. right like i love when yes. you guys info dump on me to be clear Same. don't get me wrong but it's the like chronically online take that like somebody you know, like saying something in what you perceive to be bad faith is like a criminal offense. And like, yes. that's not always true. No. You know, what I was saying before, too, is that um, oh, yeah, sorry. there's Thank you. no, you're fine. There's interesting research about how triggers might actually have gotten to the point where they're so pervasive oh, really? that they can serve the same purpose as stumbling across triggering the actual material. content. Yes. Yeah. And it potentially we don't we don't know for sure. I have to look more at the research. That's why it's not a main channel video that's of done course. yet. But it's but possible that uh just seeing the trigger warning still activates your nervous system in the same way that the triggering material does and also um there's some interesting behavioral aspects of this too for people who are like you know in eating disorder recovery specifically um seeing trigger warnings about content that you know will trigger those thoughts can cause people to like click on it anyways or like to choose to view it almost like out morbid, of this like self-harm right well like, it's more like a self-harm thing okay and like oh, a wanting to be like sick reading thing. bad comments yeah not yeah. wanting to be sick but like when you're in that like self-loathing place oh, totally, and like totally. we do go through a phase in especially in eating disorder recovery where you kind of feel like i don't really want to get better you know and so trigger warnings can also kind of be dangerous yeah. for that reason um and so it's it's complex it's nuanced i want to be clear we're going to continue to provide trigger warnings on content um because i think at this point it's just the practice that seems least harmful and like most protective most protective and so like that's what we're gonna do but do like do the best you can Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah Yeah. but i do think it's also important just especially as like therapy consumers to keep in mind that we want to continue doing that work on ourselves because ultimately we'd like to get to the place where we're not having to feel like we're running away of from, you know, perceivable triggers yeah. like any in any place. Like the I ideal guess. outcomes of like going to therapy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All right. I have another one. Um, this person did not clarify whether I can use their name or not. So I'm not going to. But it says this is less of a hot take and more of a rant. Okay. But I'm absolutely done with being told to forgive people who've mistreated me and having okay. a pitch is an essential part of healing. I'm perfectly capable of processing things without going through a bunch of Christian centric motions that only serve to piss me off. But I heard that so much. Uh, from so many people over the years, therapists included, that I think it actually stalled my progress. I had it in my head that my inability to forgive assholes who treated me badly was a fault on my part and that I must be missing some of the larger truth to feel unable to do that. No, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I don't Honestly, think so either. I, I say fuck that shit. Yeah. I We have talked about this in the past. I don't think that main channel video ever made it to fruition. Did it not? I don't think so. But there is interesting research about how like forgiveness as a concept can help to promote uh, healing in regards to like trauma and all of this stuff. But like personally, Not I just really ass. disagree with the way that it's presented as a mandatory aspect yeah. because I don't think that's true. And like both as a person, because like, you know, that newsflash, uh, I'm a human. Who's like You're a human. Imperfect and like still doing my own healing around yeah. certain things. But like, so for me as a person, like the idea of having to forgive people who've traumatized me in this really deep way, like, no, 
I'm not like, fucking interested in that. Like as Why? a human being who's just like not fully evolved or finished, I'm like, mm, fuck that. I, I, <laughs> I don't give a even, fuck. Like a, you're not deserving of my fucking forgiveness. And so, no, I'm not giving it to you. I you know? even as an evolved person, like, fuck that. <laughs> if the person doesn't deserve. Because also, too, yes. I feel like to some degree, too, if they're not going to meet you. Wow, that's really weird. <laughs> if they're not going to meet you in the middle. Yes. Too, or yeah. like take ownership. Yes. Or well, any and of I the think responsibility. That's the place that a lot of people get hung up. Right. Is yeah, that like, like forgiveness free... is a thing that should be for yourself. And like, yes, that's true. Sure, right. Like, yes, great, again, forgiveness fantastic. can be a, a powerful vehicle and all that stuff. Yeah. And also I struggle with the idea of forgiving someone who will go to their grave insisting that they never did anything wrong yes. in the first place. Why would I give them that satisfaction? I Fuck don't that. want that. Like Fuck that, yeah. that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't promote any of my healing. And also for what it's worth from a clinical perspective, it's also very important for us to get in touch with a righteous anger about the ways that we've been wounded yeah. because it's part of the healing and grieving process. Um, and so I also just really disagree with the take that like, don't be angry. Like you should forgive people. Like, no, like being angry is like quite literally clinically appropriate sometimes. Also as a Sagittarius, the forgive and forget, like I do not forget. It doesn't ever go away. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about some um, other hot takes. Okay, let's do, let's do one I feel more like this each. one's not actually a okay. hot take, but actually, let me pick my hottest one that I think I have. Okay. I have a funny one that I actually found, but I can't tell if it's facetious. Okay. Shadow boxing works better than pills. What? Who said that? That was from Reddit. That's terrible. Was that said in good faith, you think? I don't know. I don't it think so. It can't be, right? Okay. Here's the hottest one. Okay. All right. People use mental health to get out of doing things that make them uncomfortable. Oh, 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 oh. I remember what it was now. We were going to talk about... Um, at the top of the podcast, you said something about like more, or I said something about how more awareness being brought to issues about mental oh, health is we pros found and cons. it. We figured it out. Thank God. Um, oh my God. I think those two kind of dovetail yeah. together. First of all, I think if people are using their mental illness as an excuse to get out of stuff, then like honestly, more power to you. Okay, that's fair. I think that's Agreed. fine, right? Especially in this capitalist yeah. hellscape. Who cares? Who cares? Um, I think it's one thing as long as we're not perpetuating norms or stereotypes that are going to harm people okay right like i don't have to apologize to my friend for being late because i have adhd oh, and so yeah. it's not my fault right yeah. like that's not nice and don't perpetuate that myth because it harms other people with adhd the um service animal thing too yes, right like when yes. people take an esa that's very poorly behaved that doesn't have any manners and that's like causing a disruption to the, yeah. the public and say like this is my service animal and then it causes people to think that all service, service animals, animals are, are like, like this. they're or, or that people are lying yeah. or you know and then it causes that more people end up getting discriminated against like yeah. that's bad right but like i don't want to go to this party because i have anxiety and so i'm just gonna say i'm too anxious for that and i don't want to go oh, i don't know nothing, i think that's fine i don't think there's like, anything wrong that's with that. more power also, to you, you i know? prefer that over someone just ghosting or like yeah, yeah yeah but yeah i think the the other thing about this is that like because it sort of dovetails with this take yeah. of like because <laughs> this is a common thing that people leverage i guess or or like it's an accusation that's made at like gen z and like younger millennial people okay um that like we're glamorizing mental illness or like making it a thing that people are it's like a trend you know but like aware in a way of aware like uh, do you think glamorize yeah i guess kind of oh like, like sometimes like in the way that popular kind of like the way the cigarettes yeah and like vaping kind of well and i think it's also kind of the thing too where like you know when i was a teenager and i was mentally ill yeah um and like the very tumblr thing of like 
I'm not like the other girls. Oh, I'm yes. so interesting because I'm damaged. You're actually just, and like, girl, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, like you do have trauma. You have mental illness but and problems. You... But that's not cute, though. Like, don't make that part of your personality in the sense that like you're gonna stay unhealed forever. No. That's not good. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's why I said there's like pros and cons to it because I think it is important that we're providing young people with education yeah. about mental illness Agreed, in a way that's obviously. developmentally appropriate though some people do just kind of like unleash the floodgates on small children about like the potential complications of mental yeah. illness and stuff and like i don't agree with that either you know but generally speaking i think it's important to have I like a greater awareness awareness for is always a good thing because yes. you should be able to tell your friends right that like i'm having a very high anxiety day so like no, I don't want to go no. to your your kid's birthday party. You know, <laughs> that sounds like a sensory nightmare. And so I don't want to go. And like, that should be a valid reason that your friends and family should yeah. respect. You know? I feel like it makes it less personal too. Like, yeah. I'd much rather that oh, than yeah. something like, I just don't want to be around you. Oh, definitely. Or like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like also too, to make up these excuses yes. that like, when you, like from the outside, you're like, that's obviously a lie. Yeah, you're like. And so then you're like, do you not like me? No, because then, then you we flip have it around. Beef? Yes. Yeah. Maybe I that's think, just us, but no, I don't well, think Well, so. but I think it's just like important to be normalizing yeah. that and talking about it because we should be able to be honest that just like, you know, I don't want to do that. Or like yeah. that's going to use up spoons that I need for something else today. Yeah. And so I'm not putting myself out to do stuff that I don't want to do, you know? I would much rather, like I said, I would much rather that than like fill Agreed. in the blanks myself. Yeah. No, yeah. a thousand percent. There was two that kind of go together. One of which uh, was from Teacher Christine on the Discord. Teacher Christine said, I don't know how hot this take is, but I don't think kids or teens should be in charge of deciding if they don't want to be in therapy. Uh, being forced okay. to go to therapy but allowed to keep trying therapists until I found someone I was comfortable with was literally life-saving for me. I didn't make a ton of progress in the way that I am now, but when I wasn't there – now, when I wasn't there by choice, but it helped keep me alive and enabled me to grow the way that okay. I am now. I took down a lot of internalized shame and stigma about mental illness in therapy because I was made to see that it wasn't bad or shameful. The She wrote a little bit more, but I also want to talk about uh, some of the other – like kids in therapy takes okay. one that I saw was that uh, if kids are being mandated to go to therapy, um, that their parents should also be mandated to go to therapy. And also that after the age of like 13 ish, uh, like adolescence, basically the parents, parents no should no longer be guaranteed a right to the content of their sessions, which I think those are all kind of lumped together. What are your I thoughts? About okay. This? The, the parents not being able to know about the child's, Therapy sessions after 13, mm -hmm. 14, honestly, I think that I think I like that. I do too. I think I like that a lot. Actually. I think I never thought about that. It's obviously complex because we want to make sure that we're um informing parents, guardians, you know, loved ones, of whatever course. about like the goings on and especially things that are like necessary context, you know. But I feel like you get a lot more honest kids. Well, and also like rarely if ever is the problem that like usually what happens is that the problem is parents are overreaching oh totally right like parents want to know everything that this kid said and are you just did. supposed to give up that information then too oh you have yeah, to yeah yeah of course of course yeah. um and like obviously there is a conversation that you want to be having with adolescents beforehand about how like listen this is like private but it's it's not confidential yeah. in the sense that i have to tell your parents about what's going on in here but it is somewhat common 
I would say, yeah. um, for therapists to also have that conversation with parents that like, listen, I want to provide you with the necessary information about your child's care. And also yeah. it might better serve you, honestly, if we're not rehashing every single detail of their sessions without them being present for this, because also, it feels like a violation of trust. Oh, to totally. Cause basically it almost feels like trying to get information then, or like yeah. also too, if you're going to be at the center of what they're talking about in therapy, then like. Yeah. Yes. Is that helping you having that information? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's usually the conversation that therapists who are sort of like in the know will yeah. say that like you're legally entitled to this information and I will give it to you if you really are going However, to ask for it. And yeah. maybe we should pause and consider the impact that that will have on your kid, yeah. on your relationship with Ugh. your kid, on their progress, yeah, whether see. or not they trust me, right? Like if you want them to continue to come back here That's and what I'm saying too, because if I know my therapist has given out all my information, yes. then like why would I yeah, exactly. want to tell you more? Um, I super agree with the take that if kids are being mandated to go to therapy, that parents should also be mandated to go to therapy. Because often parents are the... Well, I mean, it's, it's not often, but like, well, I think can it's be a often. Big yeah, um, I think it's disingenuous to say that if kids have issues that parents probably have none, that's rarely like the case. Our, yeah. Um, but also, too, even if that is the case, right, that your kid is just somehow independently struggling and own. the parents don't have any issues. You as a parent should be receiving some education and training about how to support your kid. Actually, that's such a good right? point, too. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, especially and if that's going to come more... best from an expert, like support, like yeah. resources. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with teacher Christine, though, about kids not being allowed to like or, or that like kids shouldn't be allowed to just like refuse um, services as little kids. Though. Okay. Um, if only because, well, I guess it, this is a complicated answer. I agree with this take if the therapist is a good therapist, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which like, yeah. this is why I don't want to be a policymaker or a legislator because yeah. you can't ensure uh, no, 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 that. No, 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 no. Um, but if the therapist be... is a good therapist, who's willing to sit with the kid and be like, okay, like if you don't, if you don't want to be here, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Like I remember in grad school, actually, one of our professors was like, talking to us about how to deal with uh non-compliant um <laughs> adolescents and kids yeah. and whatever this is before i had niched down into adult practice and they were like you know in my experience it's helpful to just level with the kid and be like okay like i wouldn't really want to be here either uh, and yeah, that's really fair so like maybe we can start with just getting to know each other as people Do like some coloring some tactile stuff yes, tell yeah. me what you're or like you know if you want to use my computer uh to put on some music like you know let me know what spotify playlist you want me to put on we can sit and listen to music and we can look at our phones Right. And like just do essentially like rapport building is yeah, what you're of course, doing. Of course. Um, but like gently providing this kid with the opportunity to warm up to you and then yeah. to develop trust with you so that you guys can have so further sweet. conversations. Know, sweet little yeah, I know. It's so nice. But like if that's the case, then like I fully agree with that take, yeah. right? But the problem is that sometimes there are therapists who are like, you're going to sit with me and you're going to talk to me. And then also it turns into like parents and therapists versus the child, which, which is, is so, so unhealthy. Bad. Yeah. yeah. It's that would suck. Very also, damaging. as a young kid, mm-hmm. I'd feel like, why is everyone against me? Why do all these yes. adults suck? And also, I can think of <laughs> no nothing I'd rather do less than sit with all these people who hate me. No, literally, you know? at least your like, perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, we personalize everything when we're teenagers. How could you, how could you not? So, yeah, especially yeah. that. No, literally. Yeah. Also, like, what's so wrong with me that needs to get fixed? Like that. Yes. Like, yeah. Thanks for t- everyone telling my, me I'm broken. Breathing down my Appreciate neck. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Fun. I think that um, wraps it up. I know that we didn't get to everybody's hot takes, obviously. Um, thank you guys for submitting them on the thank Discord, you. especially. If you enjoy it, we can always make another one. Yes. Let us know. Also, if you guys have hot takes that you want oh, to put yeah. in the comments, definitely do that. If you want us to share them on the next one, then too, definitely yes. let please clarify that in the comments. Uh, yeah, let us know if you want us to feature it in an episode, and then if you want us to use your name or your yeah. username or whatever, too. So. 
Cool. Okay, great. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, thanks for coming. If you guys like the video, you can like the video. You can subscribe. Um, and then you can also leave us five-star reviews on podcast platforms if yes, you please. like the pod because it helps a lot. So uh, thanks for everything. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.